Uh, but every, I, I think what's really important is everything that you say yes to, you're saying no to something else. So every extra committee or whatever you're on or every extra job you take or whatever, you're saying no to your family or to your health. Hello and welcome to The Daily Helping with Dr. Richard Schuster. Food for the brain, knowledge from the experts, tools to win at life. I'm your host, Dr. Richard. Whoever you are, wherever you're from, and whatever you do, this is the show that is going to help you become the best version of yourself. Each episode, you will hear from some of the most amazing, talented, and successful people on the planet who followed their passions and strive to help others. Join our movement to get a million people each day to commit acts of kindness for others. Together, we're going to make the world a better place. Are you ready? Because it's time for your Daily Helping. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Daily Helping Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Richard, and talking to you live from the Go Abundance event in Park City, Utah. It has been amazing. I have met some of the most inspirational, brilliant, incredible people who are doing phenomenal things in this world, including the gentleman that I am about to introduce you to right now. His name is Adam Broussard. He's a husband, father of two boys. He's recently started a podcast and a mastermind group for physicians and high-achieving fathers called Dads Before Doctors. We're going to talk about this. He's actually a pediatric anesthesiologist, a life coach. He's got other streams of income. He's just dialed in on making a difference in the lives of others. It's going to be a great call. Adam, welcome to The Daily Helping. It's great to have you here. Thanks, Dr. Richard. I'm really excited to be here and get to chat with you a little bit about our experiences here and what, what we're doing outside. Yeah, I can't wait to talk about it, you know, it, because I know a bunch of physicians and I happen to know, because this is a common thing, how many hours they work and how unpresent, that's a word, is that a word? How, un, how not present <laughs> they are for their kids. And so I want to talk about that. But before we do, uh, you know, one of the things I love to do on my show is to you know, peel back the layers of the onion and you know, go back in time and find out your superhero origin story. So what puts you on the path that you're on today, making such a difference in the world? So I, I actually wanted to be a pediatric anesthesiologist since I was about seven years old because I had a bunch of small surgeries. And actually, one of the CRNAs that I later worked asked me if I wanted Ninja Turtle gas or banana gas. And I just thought that was the coolest thing at the time at seven years old. Which I think Ninja Turtle gas. Oh, good, good call. Clearly, that yeah, was the better choice. For sure. So that kind of put me on the path to become a physician and never really wavered. I went through med school, you know, sorry, elementary school, high school, always said I was going to be an uh, anesthesiologist really shocked some some teachers in second grade when they're like, you want to be what? <laughs> like, um, but I got to college and I had other interests, but I knew I, I still wanted to do medicine. So I actually majored in philosophy. So really focused on like ethics and stuff like that, that, that are very important as a physician, but I just wanted to, to expand and learn more. So did the normal path, undergrad, med school, residency, Ended up doing a fellowship in pediatric anesthesia. Started working, doing, checking all the boxes, you know, putting your money away in your, your accounts and doing all the kind of the normal stuff, trying to work your way up, you know, at the job. And when my first son was born, 
we were living about 12 hours away from, from where I grew up. We had good friends that we had, we had made over the time, but it wasn't, wasn't home to my wife or I. So we, I had the opportunity to move closer, was able to take that job. So by the time we moved, my son was about eight, eight months old, but we were about an hour away from my family. My wife had lived in New Orleans for about eight years before. So she was fairly established there. But that was just important now that I was a dad to, to be surrounded with that. Fast forward another couple of years when my second son was born during like my kind of sort of paternity leave. I just had taken some, some random time off around that time. I started really getting deep into like kind of self-help, self-development stuff, like reading, rereading some like uh, even like financial, like Robert Kiyosaki stuff kind of learning about mindset and stuff like that. And you mentioned Robert Kiyosaki. Who are some of the other books that you were reading? Who are those authors? <sighs> Honestly, I started like listening to podcasts, Brooke Castillo's podcast from Life Coach School. Yeah, I, I don't honestly remember <laughs> all a couple of years good. ago what, what I was reading now, but have, have definitely delved into a lot more since then. But got really interested in a lot of that mindset. And I actually ended up signing up to become a life coach. So um, I became a life coach. I focused on other physicians just because it, it isn't a... We, we all go through this very set path, very closed off, very fixed mindset. And there's not that opportunity, especially for male physicians, to have those conversations. It's not stuff we talk about you know, at the hospital. So started started coaching other male physicians and the same things kept coming up, which come up probably for all dads that, you know, they're, they're working hard at their jobs so they can provide for their wife and kids. But due to that, they're not spending time with their wife and kids. So they feel guilty about that, but they don't want to work less because then they can't quote unquote provide for their family. Or, you know, they're working so hard, they're not connecting with their wife anymore. So they're, they've got some focus of whether they want to go up in the ranks of their job. You know, they're establishing their business. They're, you know, rushing to become financially independent and retire. But they're not taking account the journey to get there. So that's when I, you know, started developing the the group, you know, Dads for Doctors, I actually started looking for something similar for myself because I wanted to go on that journey. I couldn't find it. So um, I found another dad's group and then I found GoBundance due to that. And it's it's been a wonderful experience and really helpful personally. But I think I, I want to kind of evangelize that to other people and let other people like come on that journey. Cause I mean, people are, people are here are so open, vulnerable, like, and you know, hold, holding me accountable to do what I, that I don't think happens a lot in, in life outside of. I would agree with like that. This. I would agree with that. And so, you know, it's interesting. And I think the point you made was, was right on and you're targeted on helping physicians, but probably the problems that everybody has, yeah. particularly people that own a business, but, but everybody has are, are the same. The doctors have, and, and this is 
little off point, but I, I just want to, I don't want to lose this thought. It blows my mind that you knew what you wanted to do when you were seven. <laughs> I wanted to be Spider-Man when I was seven. And you're telling your teachers you were going to be a pediatric anesthesiologist. That's, that's crazy. So anyway, on more mature and reasonable content here. So let's talk about these problems that are showing yeah. up for people. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, like all dads, like they, they want to be a better dad, but aren't being intentional about it. Or they're going to their kids' soccer games and they're on their phone, work, like answering work emails or, or just playing on Facebook, whatever. Like, so their kid runs by and scores a goal and looks up and dad's looking down on their phone and didn't see them score the goal. So they think they're, you know, you're, you're there for your kid, but you're not, it's not quality. Like, you know, you, people will grind so hard in their business or, or, you know, at work, at their job or whatever to get to some goal, but don't take account what the collateral damage is. Like you may reach that goal and your kids aren't talking to you. Your wife's not talking to you. They just, at that point, they really do just want the money. Like they're going to go with their friends and do whatever, you know, all the only love you've shown them is, is the money you gave them. And at that point in time, like it, it, hopefully it's not too late, but sometimes it is. You know, it's interesting, Adam, this is something that I've talked about a lot on other shows is that if you own a business or, you know, you have a high level position, you just work very hard in your job. We can often romanticize these crusades we go on, you know, and, and so it, it creates the justification to act really badly as a parent, you know, that you say to yourself, well, I'm, I'm building this business to provide financial security to my wife and kids. I'm doing this to make the world a better place. I'm doing this to create a legacy. And that gives us a, like this mental excuse mm -hmm. to yeah. say, all right, you know, great. I, I'm going to be on my phone at dinner checking to see, you know, how this project's going or I'm going to work, you know, gazillion hours a week when in fact, you know, we, our kids are growing up. Yeah. And we're not even there. Uh, but every, I, I think what's really important is everything that you say yes to, you're saying no to something else. So every extra committee or whatever you're on or every extra job you take or whatever, you're saying no to your family or to your health. You're not, you know, exercising and take care of yourself. Who, like, what's the good of having millions of dollars in the bank if you aren't healthy? Or, you know, what's the, the good of, of it? Like, if you can't go out there and throw the ball with your, your son, like, it, it, you've, you've got to be intentional about all parts of your life, whether it's your health, your wealth, your business, your marriage, your kids. Like, I just want to, all guys to take a step back and just really look at that and be intentional. And like, whether it's having a date night with your wife I, I mean, I not claiming to be, you know, the best husband ever, but like, I mean, especially with my sons are four and one and a half, like it's busy time. Like they can't do anything for themselves for the most part. So you're, you're doing everything. So 90% of the conversation 
he is about the kids or did you do this? Did you do that? Like take out the trash, like clean up the dishes, whatever. You're just trying to survive, but you have to take that time to step back and like actually connect with your wife. I'm, I'm laughing like, because you, you described her. You're just trying to survive. It's right. Like that, yeah. That's how it feels. So, you know, somebody's listening to this and they've got young kids and they're saying, yeah, I identify with that. I'm just trying to make it through the day. Give us some strategies. Give us some things that are, are tangible that they could utilize because you're helping, you're helping men with this. Yeah. So what are some things to do? So, I mean, <clears throat> taking, like actually making a calendar and a schedule and like putting aside time for yourself to, for your health, your mental health, whatever, like whether it is, you know, going for a walk or going, you know, to the gym, it, it may require you to wake up at five in the morning before the kids get up and your wife get up, gets up. So you can have that time because that's another thing is like, we don't take that time for ourselves. Like we don't sit there and think about what we want. Like, and that's something that, you know, has really been a challenge with, with abundance is that you take the time to, to set your goals and not just, I want to be a good husband. Like, the goal that I'm going to go on a date night twice a month with my wife or something, something that you can check off and know whether you've progressed, you know, having rather than, you know, filling your, your schedule with work events first, like fill your schedule with, you know, your date night or your exercise or like having a, a date with your daughter, like that you're going to go get ice cream with your, or you're going to go to the park or whatever. Like, having that on your schedule first and then filling it in with everything else. Like I think it's a big thing. Hey guys, Dr. Richard here. For the past seven years, I've been privileged to bring you incredible guests who are changing the world and can help you become the best version of yourself. I'm really excited to share with you a new quiz that I created based on my clinical training that will curate for you a custom list of my top episodes and actionable strategies to help you wherever you are on your journey. All you need to do is go to drrichardschuster.com to take it, and it's 100% free. You'll be taking the next step on the journey to unlocking the power of you, and I can't wait to see where you'll go. I like that a lot. And, and so here's a question I'd like to ask for, for you know, these, these guys you've, that you've been coaching. Do you recommend that people, if they're going on dates with their kids to ice cream, take both kids, take the kids one at a time? You know, what, what do you suggest there? So I think there is, I think there's room for both. I, I definitely, I have been doing quarterly, quarterly dates with my son, basically, my older one, the one and a half year old, not quite yet, but like he gets to choose. Actually, one of the other Good Abundance brothers wrote a book, uh, Family Board Meetings, and it talks about very similar thing that your, your child chooses a, a half day or day, whatever, of what they want to do. You turn your phone off, like it's, you have, they have your complete attention. You're so, actually, I think you're talking about Jim and, and uh, mm -hmm. Jim Shizia. He, we actually had him on the phone. I don't remember off the top of my head what episode that was. We're going to put in the show notes. So if anybody wants okay. to learn about family word meetings, they can go back and listen to that episode. Yeah. Which is, it was wonderful. They, like my son and I, 
one of our board meetings, we went and played putt-putt and he's not going to be the next great uh, golfer, but we had a blast. Like we, we did that. And then we went to the little playground and went and got a hamburger and a milkshake. And it, it was, it was so much fun. And you're not rushing to do anything. You're not like, there was never even a time that you would get frustrated or yell or scream or whatever, because you're just connecting. Like there's no friction and it's really powerful. It, I mean, it was, he, he really enjoyed it and wanted to know like the next time, even at three years old, like when we were going to do something like that. That's great. So you've been doing this now since he was three. Mm-hmm. That's really good. Cool. So is there, is that around the time you think's a good, good place to start with young children? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think that's kind of how he, when he, you know, understands, understood like what we were doing. I think people have done it younger, but I still, you know, will go actually this, this Sunday, since I've been gone for, for five days, you know, I'm giving my wife the day and I'm going to take the boys. I think we're actually going to go visit my parents, but just have some quality time with us. And so that she can, she can relax too. And I think that's important too, is that to be cognizant of, of things like that. when you're just small things, like whether it's just like picking the dishes up, like when your wife has been in the, in the trenches with them while you've been at work all day, like my wife stays home with them, that how, how much of a difference even small things like that makes. It doesn't have to be like this, like major date night of going to some five-star restaurant and all this kind of stuff, just like showing your appreciation. I love that. And, and it is just the, the little things, you know, it, that goes so much further than something that seems contrived, maybe like flowers or chocolates. Like yeah. you're actually doing something that impacts your spouse and shows that you, you know, you got her and you yeah. got her back and you want to help her. And even, I mean, even little things with, with kids, like that's, you know, just going to the park. Like that doesn't cost anything. Like, <laughs> we have a park across the street. Like they, they just, you know, go and run around and that's all they want to do. They run around in circles in the, in the grass. You know, the, the, I think the big thing is just that it, it's quality time. And, the, you know, if you are busy, like a lot of guys are, are really busy with work and, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be large quantities of the time. It's just that being present when you are there. So I love this, be present, do little things schedule family time, schedule these dates, these small dates with your kids. Give us some of the pitfalls. Give us some of the, the do not do's. The, the, what, what should we be avoiding? So, I mean, I, I think a lot of it is, you know, that mindset of that we, we discussed earlier that you're doing all this for your family and, you know, or, or just like throwing money at the situation like giving your 16-year-old a very new BMW because you're working 90 hours a week and you're not seeing them or, you know, similar things like that. Um, Not communicating. Like you may think you're doing something wonderful for your wife or your kids or whatever. And that's not what they, you know, want or are desiring. Like it's something... I'm sure we've all given gifts to our wives that they're like, you pain in the butt. Like, why (laughs) did you give that to me? Like, just like having those like connections and conversations. Like, and I think like 
che- not checking your emotion and your thoughts about things too. Talk to us more about that in depth. I love that. So, you know, like I said, my, my oldest one is, is four now. And like when a child has a temper tantrum and then you start yelling at them, like what kind of role model are you being? They can't control their emotions because they're three or two or whatever. Like you can't expect them to, but you as an adult should be able to. So like if you start yelling and screaming at them, like you're not controlling your emotions either. So, I mean, just being able to take a step back and realize like maybe why you're getting angry or why being curious as to why they're throwing a temper tantrum. Is it just because you've been on your phone for the past hour and not paying attention to them? And now because they're flailing about on the kit on the ground screaming, now you are? Like, is it just because they want that attention from you because you haven't been home all day and now you're ignoring them now that you're home? And I think that really will change kind of how you go about, you know, things like that. Or even like being too fixed or, or rigid on like schedules and stuff like that. Like, I think something that I mean, personally, like, you know, our the boys go down at seven, but, you know, you read three you say you're going to read three books and then they, you finish three books and he, he asks for the fourth book. Like instead of having a fight, just read the book. Like how often, how much longer is he going to like want you to read a book with him? Like how much longer do they want you to tuck him into bed even? Like just think about that ingratitude that he, your child still wants to, you know, have that time with you rather than getting angry that, you know, you haven't gotten to the, you know, den to watch your next Netflix show or something. like, Or you haven't done the dishes or whatever, you know? You know, I really like that. And one of the things that I think can be helpful with that, and I'd love to hear your, your, your thoughts on it, is actually scheduling in these, this time for yourself every day mm-hmm. so that you can watch those Netflix movies. Yeah. Like, and then then you're present because you're not feeling like, if he just wouldn't read that fourth book, then I could start watching the latest season of whatever. Yeah. If you've already built time into your day, just a little bit every day during the week to watch that show or to do that thing, then you don't feel that burning desire. You don't feel like you're missing out on something. Right, because you've already done it, exactly. And now you can just be more present. Yeah, no, I, and that's something that you know I, I learned a lot while I was going through like the training for life coaching. And like, if you sit down Sunday, Monday, whatever the start of your week is, and just like get out of your head all of the tasks that you need to accomplish that week, and get them get them on paper, and whether you figure out what is an urgent thing to do. And what is uh, not like that could be next week or whatever. But first putting down that family time, that self-help time, like self-care time, like whether it's exercising or like being able to, to veg out and watch his show or connect with your wife or whatever, like putting that on first, then start filling time with your business commitments and whatnot. But also as a result of that, like if you like writing down, going to the grocery store, getting your oil changed, whatever, like when you're in the thick of things, doing something at a business meeting or 
or with your kids, you're not thinking about, oh, I need to go get an oil change because it's on your schedule on Wednesday at 10 a.m. Like you don't, you get to free your mind kind of, of all this like clutter that's like constantly going through your head of, oh, this needs to happen. This needs to happen. We need to figure out who's taking, you know, Bobby to soccer class or soccer, you know, who's taking, you know, little Susie to whatever, like it's on the schedule. Like all you have to do is look at the schedule. You don't have to like waste your, your mental energy to, to figure it out. It's kind of like how the, the uh, I believe it was Steve Jobs who only wore black t-shirts, yeah. right? And jeans, decision fatigue, right? Like if it's already there and built in, you don't have to think about what should, what else should I be doing right now? It's there. This is what you should be doing right yeah. now. Yeah. I, I think either Jobs or Elon or something like, or it might be more funny about it actually, like that he wants to make three decisions, I think a year, like three high level decisions, like, and that's, that's his whole job is to, to make sure that he makes those high level things. Outstanding. Uh, Adam, this has been so cool and so much good, tangible information that people, whether they're physicians or not, could use to be more present with their family. So one of the things I do is, you know, with every guest who comes on The Daily Helping is I ask them this one question, and that is, what is your biggest helping, that one most important piece of information you'd like somebody to walk away with after hearing our conversation today? I think the biggest thing is just being present and intentional, like being able to create the, the life you want, like, and be present with your kids, with your wife, with yourself even so that you know once you put it down that you you accomplish it and not just like get stuck in the day-to-day well said adam tell us where people can find you online and learn more about all what you're doing so the podcast is dads for doctors it, we cover you know all topics health wealth uh, mindset, business, fi- finances. So it, it, it is relevant to, to non-physicians and, and females also. Um, can check me out on all social networks at Dads Before Doctors. And you can contact me at adam at dadsbeforedoctors.com. Love it. And we'll have everything Adam Broussard in the show notes at thedailyhelping.com. Adam, this was really great. Thanks so much for coming on the show. I love your chat. Thanks. I appreciate it, Dr. Richard. Absolutely. And for each and every one of you, I want to thank you guys too, because you took time out of your busy day to listen to this podcast. If you like what you heard, go give us a follow on Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review because that is what helps other people find the show. But most importantly, go out there today and do something nice for somebody else, even if you don't know who they are, and post in your social media feeds using the hashtag MyDailyHelping because the happiest people are those that help others. 